You're listening to a podcast from Newstalk ZB. Follow this and our wide range of podcasts now on iHeartRadio. Oh, g'day there, and welcome to the rewrap for Tuesday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking Breakfast on Newstalk ZB and a sillier package. I am Glenn ZB. Slightly different format today, I think. Uh, for the podcast uh, because we do have uh, if you've seen the headline for this podcast the title of this podcast we do have uh, the horrific train crash of Chris Hipkins uh, to uh, get into but before we do uh, uh, Mike wants to have a little word about he's been having a look at the books and he can't quite balance them. If you want some proof by the way that we're in economic trouble and I mean apart from the fact that groceries cost a fortune and every bill you get is going up at an alarming rate the big picture concern is coming from the credit rating agencies these days who are now warning us about our current account deficit. We are living beyond our means. While the finance minister says we're in good shape, we are not. And although good shape is open to a level, I suppose, of interpretation, you can't argue when a ratings agency starts telling you, as they are, you are on the radar. They rate us, these agencies, right? We're currently AA+. Plus. That's quite good. Uh, you want to be AAA, of course. We were once, not anymore. It affects your access to money. Most importantly, it affects what you pay for that money. Our current account deficit is the worst it has ever been. In December, it was $2.8 billion just for the month. The trigger for a downgrade is 10% of tax revenue. Now, here's the problem with the tax revenue. It's coming in below forecast these days. It's just turned recently. Now, despite the fact we are paying $40 billion more a year in tax than we were when this government arrived, this all indicates that the economy, of course, has turned. We are earning less, therefore we are paying less. And as last week's GDP numbers show, it's entirely possible we're already in a recession. This is how the slippery slope works. When things slow, the income slows. With the debt, well, that doesn't vanish. In fact, it not only doesn't vanish, it gets more expensive. So we earn less but pay more. And the only way out is to turn your economy, your income stream around. Do you see that happening? No, you do not. Do you see inflation under control? No. Do you see the interest rates dropping to stimulate lending to boost growth? No. Do you see the labour market corrected with all hands on deck to boost productivity and production? No. Do you see a trade surplus or a trade deficit? And do you see that deficit getting wider and wider? What we see is a government with its chief fiscal criminal still pretending this is all fine, that somehow there is nothing to see. What there is actually to see is one of the worst acts of economic destruction this country has seen since Muldoon. So the good thing about Tuesdays is uh, you can then uh, go to the chief of the chief fiscal criminal um, and ask him what he's going to do about it. Uh, But, yeah, uh, we'll get to that uh, soon enough. Let's let's, uh, first really set the scene. Before we get to Chris Hipkins, we we, we talked to David Seymour this morning, we talked to Chris Luxon yesterday, so we're talking to all the people anyway. Um, and hear what they had to say on, well, certainly Mike's biggest issue of the week so far. Now, let me give you some advice, Chris Luxon. Yesterday on the program, here's what happened. Is that acceptable? I haven't got context for what she's referencing there or what she's actually saying. But I think, look, the bottom line is, look, we, we live in a liberal democracy. We have to be able to have um, and protect people's right to say what they, you know, free speech. Problem number one, he didn't know about the tape or the video of Merriman Davidson. Big mistake. Problem number two, he didn't have an opinion. David Seymour this morning. If you were the Prime Minister, what would you have done with her yesterday if she was a minister associated with you? I would use it as an opportunity to sack her. Is it possible that is why, in a nutshell, Luxon's got problems in the polls? Um, 
Now, people said, look, Seymour, not fair, Seymour had 24 hours um, difference uh, longer to you know get organised for his response to that question. But do you really think that he would have said anything different a day later? Anyway, Mike with more on that. Hard to know, really, where to start with Marama Davidson at all. It all came crashing down as it was always going to, but with a number of strands as to how it played out. Firstly, it was unforgivable what she said. It is everything the Green Party should not be. It is everything that keeps them stuck at 5 or 6% in the polls. It's got nothing to do with the environment, everything to do with mad social engineering. Secondly, Chris Luxon, as I just pointed out a moment ago, this time yesterday, played the clip. Firstly, he wasn't aware of the clip and what was said. Secondly, when played it, he had no real response. There is a reason, there is a sense He's not quite on top of what he should be on top of. And one of the reasons is David Seymour, as you just heard, who was on top of it and sent out the usual array of press releases, complete with facts to show what a flake Marima is. Her lack of engagement in the portfolio, that in the protest she was so exercised about all of a sudden, and yet the rest of the time you never hear a peep. Then we get to the bit where Labour are attached to her. What part of her madness does Hipkins want to be associated with? Just what role do the Greens have in this government? What use are they? And how badly does their nuttiness reflect on the major party? And going forward, giving all the polls, just how much more of this does Labour want? Should they be in a position to stitch together some sort of coalition come October 14? Then you get to poor old James Shaw, who once again has got to be wondering why the hell he hangs out with these nutters. So all in all, not the best day at the office for the Greens. A reminder that Marima is really just a loudmouth activist, if not extremist, who is into more damage than she is effectiveness. A government that associates with the fringe, and seemingly willingly so. An opposition leader that doesn't appear to read the room in any way a smaller opposition party leader does. And a day or two's worth of drama and headlines that yet again steers our attention away from what really matters. The fact we're going backwards, our kids aren't in school, those who are aren't learning, crime is a crisis, the healthcare system's on its knees, you can't get labour and here comes a recession. New Zealand 2023, how about us, eh? So, uh, let's uh, speak to the man in charge of us uh, shortly about all that. Uh, Before we do, just one more little scene setter. So this is all building up to the head, if you like. All this stuff, it's uh, just bubbling away in the pot. Uh, And here's one more little bubble in that pot. Ramping, first of all, St John's. This is just how crippled the health system is in this country. So the ambulance pulls up and they've got to wait because there's nowhere to take the patient. So the latest data is 15 hospitals, Whangarei to Southland, right? 15 of them. If you go back to 2019, there were 3,000 ramping hours, 3,000 back in 2019. Do you know what it is as of this morning? 9,756. 9,756 ramping hours. Just ambulances sitting there, going nowhere, doing nothing, patient on board, hospitals chock-a-block. So in other words, it's more than tripled in the last couple of years. And those figures were per quarter, which Mike would go on to clarify later in the show. Uh, We actually did a whole interview on the ramping uh, situation, if not last week, the week before. Uh, So, yeah, it's it's quite a big issue. 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. (sighs) And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems, but I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. This this is all stuff you need to know as we go into this. Did she apologise? 
Um, she'd already contacted my office yesterday to indicate that I think the, the video, um, you know, having seen the video, did not convey the message that she was trying to convey um, and in conversations, you know, agreed to clarify her words. Did she agree to clarify her words once your office got in touch with her? In other words, there was no apology at all and she's not apologetic. She's just been told to say something on your instruction. My understanding is that her office actually contacted mine rather than the other way around. Um, but you know, I, I think clearly the words that she ended up using were not the message that she was trying to convey. Indeed not, but she's not apologised, has she? Uh, not to my knowledge. That's ultimately a decision for her. Have you talked to her at all? Uh, I had a text message conversation with her. Um, at the time there are two different things. You can have a text message or a conversation. Which was it? Well, it was a text message. She was at A&E at the time, and so I decided that it was not the right time to have a conversation with her on the phone. Have you talked to her at all? Uh, I know. Well, other than via text message, no. Um, I, have had a, I did have a conversation on the day with James Shaw, um, her co-leader who was in touch with her. Was he embarrassed? Um, we didn't, haven't had a conversation about this specific issue. This came to light after those conversations. Right, so sorry, you had a conversation with James Shaw about something completely different. Well, no, about the incidents that happened over the weekend, in particular at the protest, which resulted in Marta Bantley being hit by a motorcycle. And we had a, quite a lengthy conversation about that. But you didn't talk about what she had said specifically about white cis males? I don't think either of us were aware of that at the time. So you as Prime Minister have not actually talked to her or James Shaw or anybody in person about this whole thing at all? No, there's been conversations between our officers. Wow. Yep. So that happened. Um... And just when you thought that maybe the train had just derailed and not actually burst into a ball of toxic flames, then this happened. Ambulance ramping has gone from 3,000 hours per quarter to 9,756. Why? Sorry, what was that? Ambulance ramping has gone from 3,000 hours in 2019 to 9,756 per quarter. Why? I'm not sure of the number that you're referring to there, Mike. That's ambulance ramping. That's, That's what happens when the ambulance turns up at the hospital and they can't offload a patient. It's gone from 3,000 hours to 9,756. Why? Um, I'd have to go and have a look at that, Mike. I haven't got, like I said, I haven't got that specific information in front of me. Um, so, it was, uh, Mike didn't ask him specifically, but uh, when he said this... Sorry, what was that? You knew that he had never heard of ambulance ramping. I think... I think Mike is of the same opinion. We seem in agreement. We were in shock at what happened there. Uh, First of all, was it unreasonable of me to be surprised that he hadn't even talked to Marimar at all? A minister goes rogue over the weekend, embarrasses your government, and he hasn't even talked to her. Did that surprise you? Did it surprise you he had clearly never heard of the term ramping? Did it surprise you that he doesn't watch the news at all? Did it surprise you he had no facts in front of him whatsoever from portfolios that he personally had been in charge of and is now, in an overarching fashion, in charge of them all as Prime Minister. Does it surprise you that virtually every text of the hundreds sitting in front of me say pretty much the same thing? Yeah, wow. Um, hmm. Uh, I've been a guy who says things like, I quite like Chris Hipkins. Uh, He seems quite an on-to-it kind of a guy. Um, Seems a likeable kind of a guy. Do, can, do I still like him after that performance this morning? I'm not talking about you know, what he has to say about things one way or another. I'm talking about the way that he's handling himself, handling the country. 
not watching the news. I mean, he knows he can get it on demand, right? He doesn't have to watch it at six. I'm Glenn ZB. Uh, as I said, bit of a different rewrap for you this morning. I hope you still found it amusing. Amusing? Distressing? Same thing. See you back here again tomorrow for another one. Hopefully it'll be more normal tomorrow. And by that I mean abnormal. For more from Newstalk ZB, listen live, on air or online. And keep our shows with you wherever you go with our podcasts on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.